It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Good morning.
Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Good, good. Yeah, Felicia's running a little late this morning. Huh? I said Felicia's running a little late this morning. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That was a weekend? I did. I was getting ready to ask you the same. Yeah, I did have a good weekend. And yeah, I did. I had a good one too. Yeah. I, do, I didn't do anything in particular, but I still had a good one. I went in my garage and messed around in there a little bit, but uh, that was about it. Yeah, nothing, nothing really exciting. Yeah. Same here. Are you getting ready for the holidays? I am getting ready for the holidays. I'm excited. It's my favorite time of the year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I look forward to it. That's right, because you all do the big gathering, right? Yes, yes. And my kids will be home this weekend for a week. Okay. Yeah, uh, Sam's daughter, Morgan, she'll be home. She, she's leaving, I think, Thursday evening. Uh, we didn't get a week out for for, uh, for Thanksgiving. My sister didn't either. She was saying they didn't either. Yeah, we had, we but, had full-day classes on Monday and Tuesday, and I think, uh-huh. I think classes ended, like, at noon on Wednesday. Yeah. Now, when she was at Fort Valley, it was like that. Um, she didn't get a whole week. She got they they went that Monday and Tuesday, and then they were out that Wednesday. But now oh. she's at this other school, so they get the whole whole week. And I'm guessing that's what's starting to happen across the board now. With some, you know, because cause students probably leave anyway. Yep, absolutely. Especially if you're far away and. Shoot, you got to drive or pay for a ticket. You don't want to pay a fortune for a ticket and just be gone two days, two or three days. Right. Yep. So unless, you know, unless they had an exam or something like that, you figure they probably leaving out um, the, the weekend before anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think as it, I think Morgan's gonna miss her class on that Friday. I think one of her classes on Friday is <coughs> is canceled, and the other one she's just not gonna go to. So okay, that's why she's leaving Thursday. Yeah, but then she complaining because she's like, because she wanted somebody to come and get her. And mm-hmm. uh, so, so I'm gonna have I'm gonna have too much stuff. I'm like, what stuff? You know, well, I need a bag for my shoes and a bag for my clothes. And I'm like, Morgan, you do know that you can wear the same pair of shoes with more than one outfit, right? Yeah, but, you know, sometimes the style, just, the style of shoe just don't go with the outfit. I'm like, girl, you better figure Ooh, that out. that is funny. Now, that's funny. That's girls, though. Yeah. I'm like, you better, you better figure that out. That is priceless. Mm. My son come home. He's funny because he'll come home and 
he come home with laundry, and I'm like, well, did you bring this? He's like, I got that in the closet already. I, he just, whatever's left at the house, that's what he'll put on. Yeah. <laughs> yep, sure will. It's like, oh, I got some jeans somewhere in there in the closet. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right, then, boy. I tell you. Well, I got to tell you something that happened to me Friday. Okay. Um, you know, you and I have talked uh, about the in-laws and the nurse and everything that I've bonded with over there. Right. So um, her and I talked Thursday for a little while, and then Friday morning uh, she called me, and I was like, well, what's wrong? She said, I'm in the bathroom. She said, I got to tell you what happened. She said, I don't want them to hear me. I said, well, what? She said, one of the nurses that's uh, not saved, doesn't know God, she said, uh, called me last night, and she was in a panic. And I said, well, what what was it? She said, Miss Harris, my mother-in-law, she said, kept trying to get to the basement, kept sitting up on the chair like really relentless about going down in the basement, going down in the basement. Now, the basement has pretty much been sealed off um, from her because it's dangerous going down those stairs. You know how the basement is in them 40-year-old houses, you know. Okay, okay. And so she said, um, Vanessa, she said she was so scared, and she said, I started praying over her. She said, because um, your mother-in-law, uh, you know she dabbled in witchcraft and roots. And I'm like, well, wait, wait, what? What <laughs> you know? So she's like, yeah, she said, this particular nurse, she said, some mornings I'll go to relieve her. And she said, and she looked like she'd been in a battle all night. She said, hmm. so I noticed that, and I started praying over her. And she told me when I pray over her, that she does sleep better and she feels better in the house. So she told me there was another nurse there. Mm, this nurse left maybe maybe a year ago. And because uh, she said she just couldn't work there. She couldn't be in that house. It was just too much going on. Uh too many bad too much bad whatever. She was feeling in that house. So this particular nurse, um mother came by and uh, a pastor and, like, a 13-year-old boy, apparently, that's, that's gifted. And so she said nobody really knew that there was a basement in that house. I said, yeah, because from the street, you don't, it doesn't look like there's a basement, you know. And okay. she said uh, the little boy started saying that there's, uh, there's some spirits in that house. And then he started saying, and this woman that lives here used to go down in the basement and do some things. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So I was, I was kind of taken aback, <clears throat> but I believe it, Pat, Pam. I believe it. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because she, she suffers from dementia, right? That's right. But see, with the, with the dementia patients, whether it's dementia or Alzheimer's, it's their short-term memory that goes first. Yep. 
they, you know, their long-term memory takes longer before that dissipates. So she's yep. remembering what she, the things that she did in the basement, and she's trying to uh-huh. get that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And my mother told me, she said, because when people do that kind of stuff, they they mess with your mind before they before they start messing with anything else. So when I was talking to the nurse, she was like, she was like, yeah. She said that 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 stuff. She said that's why your mother in law is so tormented because that stuff. The chickens have come home to roost. Mm-hmm. She said she just tormented. She always seeing stuff and always talking about this and and seeing stuff in the mirrors and stuff. And and she said, I I wonder why. She said, I've never been in a house that had so many mirrors in it before. I said, yeah, she got a lot of mirrors now. Mm. You know, so I don't know. But I told her, I said, uh, I said, yeah, yeah, I can believe it. And then it made me recall an incident with me. Back when I was dating my husband, before we even got engaged, um, I was going through something with him. I mean, it was bad. And I, I told him this was before I even had a cell phone or anything, because we talking in, like, 1990. And okay. so I remember <laughs> him arguing with him on the phone, Pam, and I said, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I got to get away from you. I said, because mm. I feel like I'm losing my mind. I said, I'm going to the cab medical right now. And I got in the car and drove all the way to the hospital, parked and sat there, and it was like I prayed and got my wits about myself, and then I left and came back home, and I never had an incident like that again. Okay. And I really I really can tell you I don't believe just based off of the treatment that I received on and off that my mother in law really wanted him to marry me. Okay. <clears throat> and I think mainly because I was very rooted in Christ growing up. We all stray as young folk, you know that. Right. But I was very rooted in Christ and she used to always try to manipulate me and I was and I would speak my mind and that would bother her. Well yeah. <laughs> you know. So anyway, I don't know if that had anything to do with anything or if I was just under stress from whatever, but I just thought that was very interesting because I was like, I uh uh-uh, uh no. Well, if she practiced witchcraft, then she probably was trying to, to work on you back then. She probably was. She probably and, was, but like the uh, like the nurse was saying, she was like, I, the way you talk about your mother and your family, y'all were very rooted in Christ. And she said, because you had a praying mother and grandmother and everybody behind the scenes, she said, that's probably what, you know, watered that stuff off and me mm-hmm. praying myself. Yep. They gonna have to um like almost get that house of exorcism um before they can sell it. Uh they, yeah, 'cause she told me, she said, Your mother in law has a reprobated mind. She said, No matter how much she she said I talked to her about God, she said, I know my mother gets on me about that because I could lose my job if she 
ever decided to call the agency. She said, I'm not forcing it on them because your father-in-law asked me to read the Bible to him more now. And she said he has given his life to Christ. She said, but this one here, she said she just wants to argue, fuss, and fight, and, <clears throat> you know, and and she said she'll she'll say stuff, and she said, and I'll have to rebuke it, and she'll say stuff against your kids, and I'll have to rebuke it. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, what? Wow. She, she, she earning them few little dollars they paying her, huh? Yeah. Yeah, she is. So I'm like, baby, you just, you got to keep praying and ask the Lord to guide you because, you know, she said she feel like she on an assignment over there. And I'm like, well, baby, I can't, I can't say nothing about the will of God for your life. You know, I can't say nothing about that, but I can pray for you. Hmm. Yeah, buddy. Woo. Yeah. That's, that's deep. It is deep. It just caught me so off guard, you know. And see, she can't talk to just anybody about that either. No, she can't. She sure can't. Because, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, who, who don't believe it. Either they don't believe in it or it makes them uncomfortable to talk about it. Right. Right. Exactly. But, see, I remember once I became an adult, some of the stories that my mother shared with me you know, about what happened to her mother and how you always send it back to the sender, you know. Send that stuff back to the sender in the name of God, you know. Okay. So, I don't know, I just, and she, and you know, when I, it's like you recall, you start to recall stuff that happened in the past because she did used to talk about stuff like that and I, and, and my husband used to be like, there go mama with that mess, you know. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And you know, it, it it would be hard to to you know to admit that that your mom is you know into witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be. It would be. It definitely would be because you know she was always. He has a, a older daughter, and she would say stuff like, "Some people put put something on him. They fed my boy something." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" You know. And he would be like, "Mama, stop with all that." He used to bring food from over there and eat it. I used to tell him not to eat it, and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah." So. That that was the latest. I just prayed about it and went on because guess what? God freed me from it, so I don't have to worry. <laughs> you know, I just I don't mean to make light of it. It's just right. I'm liberated because, I mean, like you said, you love them from a distance and you move on. You don't have to have that toxicity in your life. You really don't. No, you really don't. And 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 actually, and then that that explains some things too. Why you why yep. you have problems with them? And actually, uh. Probably why his brother is is the way he is. Yep, yep. Because my son said to me last week we were talking, and I said he's really growing in Christ because he said to me he said Mama, he said I used to want to be a success out of vengeance for Uncle Chris because 
of the way he treated us and my dad, he said, but now it's about God's will for my life. It ain't about me. And I said, good. There you go. He also told me, he said, do you know all of my life, he said, like, Graham and granddaddy, that's my mom and dad, he said, I never recalled Nana, which is my mother-in-law, telling us anything about scripture, praying, God, or anything. He said, never, Mom. He said, I'm not lying to you, never. Never did she do us like Graham and Auntie, how Graham texts and send me scriptures and, you know, buy me Bibles and, and different. He said, never did she do that, never. Well, no, she wasn't going to buy a Bible. <clears throat> no. <laughs> she probably couldn't touch it. She had one at her house. Yeah, but I how remember you with it. You know, so I don't know, but and that might have been why my son had a hard time. I mean, my husband had a hard time breaking away too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just thought that was so interesting and wanted to share it. Yeah, that's that. It gives you a piece of the puzzle. Huh? Gives you a piece of the puzzle. Yeah, it does give me a piece of the puzzle. It really does. Good morning, everybody. It really does. Good morning. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Good. I just, I I was listening to the conversation, and it's, it's, it's really, it was, wow. (laughs) Yeah, that was deep. That was heavy yeah. when it was laid on me. Yeah. But you know what? I found that, um, well, I'm in my 40s. So I found that from the 40s to the 60s, people in the 40 and 60 year old range, we all had that one person in our life that dabbled in witchcraft. Yeah. And we can. And you can actually look back at some of the things that have happened in your life and see, you know, how it it has, you know, once you become, you know, fully in Christ, you start seeing some things that habits and things and ways that were that you had picked up that are are part of rituals and stuff that they did you know, some of the negative things that happened in your life were because of their repercussions and and stuff. And it's just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, apparently she's paying for it now because she just, the nurse said her mind just be all over the place, just like she just tormented, you know. So I will continue to pray for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. That's all you can do at this point because, I mean, she has to be in her right mind. You know, she has to, you know, she's going to, when you pray for her, pray for the spirit to give her. Um, you know, give her a moment of clarity. Yep. 
so that she can repent. Absolutely. Because that's, Absolutely. that's, that's basically what she needs, that moment of clarity. Yeah. To be able to cry his name out. Yeah. Because other than that, I would hate to see her cross over and 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 be, you know, and not have had the ability to give her life to him. Yeah. 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 And that's that's the one thing a lot of people don't understand. The ones that do it now, they're like, oh, you know, I can do it later. It's like you don't know when your later is. You don't know when you might lose your mind or your life. That's right. That's right. You know. So, wow, that's, that's something. That is something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you working today? I am. I'm pulling in the parking deck now. I got stuck in some nasty traffic this morning. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's um let's pray for you before you have to get off the call. Okay. Um, Quick question: How long yes, is the call? Because I may be able to get back on when I get in the office. Oh, you know what? It 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 goes until I don't know, Pam. What is it? Two hours? Yeah, usually um, at least until about ten thirty, because you know uh, we usually do our weekend recap and then um, and then get started. So uh, we'll probably be on here until at least ten thirty. Okay, so, I'm gonna get in the office. Time. And uh, check my emails and stuff like that, and then I'm going to get back on because I'm going to go off in a little conference room for a minute. Okay. okay. That's 1030. Thank you. Okay. okay. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> all right, Ms. Pam. It's all on you today because I missed both. I, I got on. Yeah, it was a mess, but I missed church yesterday. So what was our topic yesterday and Prayer Shifting Ministries Church? Oh, 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 oh. Because um, he didn't start out in Scripture. You know, sometimes he starts out in Scripture. Because um, he started out, well, he always starts out praying. Um, oh, my goodness. Well, you know, he's really been on this um, this tear lately about us, um, about us being ready and about us, um, You know, doing what doing what we need to do, allowing um, God in, and um, you know, and basically getting up off our butts and doing what it is that we're supposed to do. That's that's the the like the non Christian way of saying it. Um, and so it it it, it was like along along those lines. I kid you not, I'm drawing a blank for sure. Um, Because I know he mentioned 
the Deuteronomy, you know, the confession that we're that we're doing now, um, in chapter seven, and then he mentioned it was something was it in in Matthew because that part that was towards the end and that I did not write down. Um, but you know about us like not being afraid and um, you know maintaining our faith and and you know that type of, a lot of the stuff that he's been praying about us praying for us about lately um, was sort of like the word yesterday. Okay. Okay. Faith and fear. Hmm. I said faith and fear. Mhm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's been like the vein of some of the um other ministers as well, walking by faith and not being fearful. Even though they take theirs like a totally different way. Like right. Yeah. And yeah. the mastermind call last night. Um, we did leadership last night. That that was the topic last night. Leadership. Leadership. Okay, so you was on you was on the call. At least you were for a while. Did you have to get off before we finished? Um. Yeah, because I came in. I came in um in the middle of the call, and then I had to get off. Okay. Yeah. So, because I had to, yeah, I got off like um, the last thing I heard was you asking if Sam was on the call. And um, that's when I had to get off. Okay. So, I don't know if anything else was said after after you asked if he was on the call or not. Did you get off before 7 o'clock? Before seven, yes. It was okay, like then six thirty. Oh yeah, then you you missed the, the the last part of it then. Oh, what I missed? Because he had <laughs> had been quiet for you know for so long. Um, well, I know he was working also, but he had been quiet. So I was asking if he was still there and if he had any um any comments. So yeah, there was a um. There was another another part to that because I think I didn't finish the reading until until like seven or maybe a few minutes after. Um, let me see if I can what that because there was there was another law. Um, that was covered. Uh, let me see twenty. Oh yeah, the the law of faith. We did the law of averages. Yeah. So you missed the the law of faith. And I was actually surprised that Sam didn't comment on that. 
because it was the law, you know, the, the wording of it wasn't so much from, that. you know, what we're used to talking about faith from the, the biblical sense. It was definitely from a, um, like a non-biblical standpoint, even though oh. it, it had, you know, I don't know, I guess, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it was not, not like it was abandoning the, the Bible aspect of it, but it, it it was more like it to me. It just felt like it was more tweaked for um, to make it more non-religious. Oh, okay. you know, um, and so um, I, and I was wondering if you know that's what I say. I was think, I was thinking that Sam might um, might have like made a made a comment about it, but I think he was more focused, you know, like on the work that he was, because he was working in someone's house, so okay, he might have been more, um, you know, like that, so, I mean, you know, and it, it broke it down in regards to, to like, leadership and, and that type of thing, and um, I mean, it was interesting, but, you know, it's like, since we, um, like, with the prayer calls and, and the church call and everything um to to have it broken down in a business sense was just was just different okay <clears throat> i mean sometimes um and i've been i've been trying and i i've i haven't been trying because other than that i would do it so let me stop saying that after we start <laughs> wording stuff correctly. I've been um, thinking about um, looking at the, the different scriptures on business and implementing them in trying to start my business. <clears throat> and I found a couple of um, websites, you know, of you know, uh, blogs and stuff of small businesses that have been what they consider, what they feel is successful, and, like, the scriptures and stuff that they used to, you know, to strengthen their faith and and, um, get the business principles and stuff to use to to start the business. And I'm like, you know, we have to, you know, know, and for you to say that kind kind of brings it, you know, back to mind that we have to we have to look at it in the depth that we go, and for the book to say you know talk about faith but not really talk about it, you know I, I think that's a, a good, one of the big reasons why God gave you the call to begin with, so that we can tie it all together to bring what the world considers business sense and everything and tie it back into God so, you know, and then give us a structure to use to incorporate him into our business strategy, you know, because without God, yeah, you can be successful without him. I'm not going to say you can't be. We see a lot of people who are successful and don't believe in God. But they use his principles. They might not mm-hmm. know it, but they use his principles. And you have those who, you know, 
who are totally against him, but still use his principles. So how are we as Christians going to start a business and try not to use his principles? You know, and and so it's yeah. So I, I have to. I really have to. Uh, if I have never said it before, I, I appreciate it. The call when I do when I am able to get on because <clears throat> I have when I have been able to, you know to listen in. I've learned a lot, you know, of what needs to be done and how God wants us to work our business, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it's needful. It is needful. Well, glad to hear that. And that's why, like, if, if, you know, if I'm available but Sam isn't available for the call, then I just, like, cancel it because he's, you know, it's, it's like, like tag team, you know, because I read the, the business portion of it and then he, he brings in the spiritual aspect of it, um, you know, even if it's just to, to ask a particular question to get us thinking along that vein, you know, and and actually in him doing so, so now sometimes when I'm reading, it'll make me think about things that were said like during a prayer call or whatever, and I might even like beat them to the punch with trying to ask, you know, like the question to, to make us think about it from a spiritual standpoint. But there is I was gonna say I, I was gonna say you can do that too. You know that, right? You're spiritual. You know scripture. Yeah, I mean, you know, because he, you know, it's it's starting to 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 um to develop in me um, where I'm I'm more comfortable with with speaking out on it. Um, but you know, I mean, he takes it to a whole nother level. So um, I always like to, to get his, you know, his his input his input on it um, because I'm not, you know, I'm not at the the depth that that he is. Okay. So, um, but I was going to say to you, there is a book. Sam gave me this book back in in 2003, um, and it's by Jermaine Copeland. And it's prayers that avail much for business. Mm. And it's a, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a, it's a paperback, but it's a hard paperback, and it's, it's brown, and it's got like these different um, sections in it, um, like prayers for individual concerns, um, prayers for special prayers for employers. Uh, and that's broken down into business concerns, personal concerns. You got special prayers for employees. You got personal prayers, uh, commitment, individual concerns, um, relationships. You got prayers for guidance and attitude. And then under each of those sections are like um, different prayers. So, like, for prayers, for guidance and attitude, you got one um, to seek wisdom, to walk in God's perfect will, to trust in God, to use discretion, to display integrity, to go forth in peace, to exercise humility, to control the tongue, to dedicate a business to God, 
to operate a business as an outreach, to make tithes and contributions, to honor God in business dealings. And so um, it'll be a prayer, and then at the end of the prayer are scriptural references. So it's really good. And actually, when we first um, started the mastermind call, when I used to do the opening prayer, I used to read um, prayers out of this book sometimes. That sounds like it, yeah. Huh? Is there any way to um, to maybe add that? Um incorporate those prayers into are there any of those prayers that you can incorporate to um the mastermind call? Uh this could actually I'm going to have to, okay, I'm going to have to think about that. Because like I said, I used to, like for the opening prayer, I used to, um, I used to read, you know, like one of these prayers. But it's possible that this could be um, either a section of the call that we do where, um, you know, like I read the prayer and then and give the scriptures and then we, we talk about it um, as far as if if you know if people are doing it um, and so on and so forth. That's a thought. I will get because I've been wondering what the next book is going to be that we um, that we think. That I was thinking that we might do the Think and Grow Rich book. Because that the, the title of it makes you think about one thing, but it's really uh, more in depth than that. Okay. You know, because when you when you you know you hear the title "Think and Grow Rich," you automatically think monetarily, and um, and it's 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 a lot deeper than that. Okay. So, <clears throat> So I will, I will give this some thought and see how we can incorporate this into into the call. Cool, cool. Because there are, what is it? It's, in total, there's like 87 prayers in this book. So, so yeah, I will, I will give that some thought. Um, next week, the the topic is going to be personal development. Okay. Okay. And we need that as well. You know, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, let me say that, let me make it personal. Like, even though, you know, I feel that I can do certain things, you know, I have to understand that there's still some things I could fix within myself. So, you know, if we're, if we're honest, <laughs> you know, we can we can always use a little tweaking here and there. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, I mean that's I mean you know that's like like we're learning. You know, you can always learn 
something. And when, when you stop thinking that you can't learn anymore, you, you know, you can't grow anymore if you, if you don't believe you can learn. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so that, that, that's awesome. That is awesome. Oh, okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Excuse me. Hold on one second. Let me check on my phone, and I'll be right back. Okay.
Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Do a thing. <laughs> you would think my house was big, but that was a walk. <laughs> oh my lord! No, because uh, my daughter she wanted to. She got her license, and she's been she's do, she's doing she's been doing what I do when I first got my license. Ma, can I borrow the car and go such and such? Ma, can I borrow the car and go such and such? And so last night she was like, can I use the car to go up to, you know, the high school and talk to the teacher, her, um, who's also her mentor? And I'm like, fine. She's supposed to have been up and gone, and she's still laying down. So I'm like trying to figure out what's going on with her. She's like, my body hurts. I'm like, oh, Lord. so dramatic. <laughs> well, you know what? She has a. She actually. She actually has a. Uh, she's going to be in a in a, um, in, in a play uh, that starts at the end of the month, and the other Cinderella up at the Black Ensemble Theater. Oh, okay. And. Um, they're they're building up their stamina, so they have them like doing a lot of exercising oh, and dancing right. and running and you know and making them do all the stuff to make sure that they're able to go through the whole show. Okay. So she's like, "Mommy, my body hurts," and I told her, "I said, but you told me you can do this." She's like, "I'm not saying I can't do it, but." They're, they're doing a whole bunch of stuff I've never done, and she's been complaining about her legs, and now she, she said today it's a whole body. They had to run in the theater. <laughs> so I don't know how big the theater is, but it's not that small either. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, God bless her. I mean, whatever it is you want to do. <laughs> Uh, I'm not the one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I know we had uh, a rough start. I got. I'm sorry. I and I apologize for getting on so late again. It was just I usually reset my alarm for Monday to get up like at seven. And yeah, that didn't happen. It was set for seven thirty, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> okay. Let me ask. No preparation. No preparation. But um, let us let us get started. On um, right now, it's just us, so that's fine. Right, I just checked too. So Yeah. I finally I finally started using my laptop. I hate it, but I mean it'll do. It'll have to do. But um okay. If you wouldn't mind starting us off, Bill. Okie dokie. 
Father, all the praise and all the glory goes to you forever and ever. I thank you, Father, for this day and for allowing us to be able to enjoy it. Father, we thank you for this call this morning, for allowing us to come together to to study your word, to learn and to share in your word, and for the fellowship, Father. I pray that all who call in or log in to the call will hear something that will help them on their walk with you, Father. Father, I pray that we continue to to be a blessing to others, even if it is something small, just saying hello, acknowledging someone's presence, opening a door. It doesn't take a lot of time, and it doesn't cost us anything. And you never know how that's going to make someone else feel. Father, I just pray that we remember to be cognizant that we don't know what trials and tribulations other people are going through, and that sometimes when when people are are having a bad day, it, it's not it's not personally against us. And I just pray that we we take the time maybe to say a quick prayer for that person instead of harsh words. I pray that we are that we are getting better at doing that, Father, because it is it is a process, something that you have to consciously make an effort to do to choose to walk in you and not in self. And so I just pray, Father, that with all that we learn on these calls, that we are starting to walk in you more and that it's becoming a habit. We thank you, Father, for your unconditional love, for your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Okay. Now I'm going to be honest. Usually, I have read. I usually have it up and read what we're going to study for today. But again, <clears throat> because I overslept, we are going to be reading this together. <laughs> together, together. <laughs> usually I read it and wrote my notes and you know, or, or God has given me some insights. And I'm like, wow, I didn't see that before. But whatever insight he gives today will be on spot because, you know, I read through um, the Bible a couple of times. I read through the Bible. I skipped some books. But the first um, the first five books of the Bible and some of the New Testament, I've read a couple of times when I was younger. And it just, you know, it, it trips me out because as we're reading through now, it's just like, I remember reading this. Oh, my God. So it's there. Like he said, it's, it's, you might not know it by chapter, verse, and, you know, where to put your finger on it. But once you read the word of God, it's there. 
in your mind. And he writes it on your heart. It's there for you to be able to pull out when you need it. So you might be able to quote a verse, but you might not be able to do it like, you know, because there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a minister, well, I'm quite sure everybody, not everybody, but people have heard of um, a man who calls himself Prophet Card, and he's able to quote scripture, you know, gave you the, the chapter, the book, and the verse, and everything. And he's like, I'm reading through the Bible, I'm trying to study it, you know, and be able to quote where I get every, any, all the scriptures and stuff from. And I'm like, oh, I can't do that one. <laughs> I just want to know <laughs> where to get it. <laughs> um, but, um, but it's good. Oh, hold on one second. Excuse me. All right. Um, sorry about that. Okay. Um, so we ended um, chapter 14. That's where we ended. Um, and you can have Hello? Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that, China. It's called go around. Go around. Yes. Look at that. Look. Going in the same direction. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> My son is like, what can I have for breakfast? Okay. Um, so, so when we ended last week, um, 
the uh the Israelites were um, saved from Egypt. Go wash your hands and stuff first. The Israelites were saved from Egypt. And um, what's interesting is, again, how soon we forget. And so that's why God, you know, when we look at the New Testament, he tells us to remember because we forget. Everything that he's done, you know, mm-hmm. in spite of all the, you know, going back to Adam even, they forget all of the stuff that that manifested before their eyes that they knew they had nothing to do with, that they knew it was nothing but God. They were still talking to God, um, but they still forgot about God. So it's the same with us now, you know, we forget that he's, we forgot that he's sovereign. We forgot that he's everywhere at one time, you know. So God destroyed Egypt a little bit at a time at first. So Israel saw plague of frogs, the plague of locusts, the plague of lice. They saw how God was able to separate the judgment from Egypt and themselves and how they were unaffected by what happened with a lot of the Egyptians. They saw how being obedient to God was, you know, saved them from their firstborn being killed. They saw, then the biggest thing is they saw through Moses, God parting the Red Sea and them crossing over dry land, dry, bone dry land. Mm-hmm. And how during the day there was a cloud that guided them, and at night there was a pillar of fire that guided them. And so, in spite of all of this, they still were complaining, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it, it boggles my mind because I'm like, I wonder if God did the same things now. Would we forget Him? Would we even be? Would we even be? Um, that's what I'm looking for, Lord. Impressed. If God were to show himself strong, or would we be like, well, I saw that same move done on a movie, with special effects, mm-hmm. you know, around. So, um, we are going to start in first in chapter fifteen because it started off great. It starts off great, and and this is awesome. So <clears throat> it starts off in fifteen when it says, "Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song." I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Hopefully this is the last time. Hold on. 
Okay. It says, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in the habitation. My Father is God, and I will exalt him. Now, some of these verses you also read in Psalm. So, David, that shows you how they, um, you need two bottles. Put put that whole bottle and get another bottle. So it shows you how they always make sure to tell their children about everything that God did before. So they did tell, you know, they, they make sure to keep the history of why they did everything alive um, the way God told them to do it. Um, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Half a bottle and turn it on. Pharaoh's chariots and his host have cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sink into the bottom as a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, is become... Glorious in power, your right hand, O oh Lord, has dashed in pieces the enemy. That's good. Turn that on. And in the greatness of thy excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. You sent forth your wrath, which consumed them as stubble. Let me see. Let me see the pot. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. Yeah, that's good. The flood stood up right as a heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I'll overtake, I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. You did blow with that with your wind. The sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee? Get the dictionary and start doing definitions of these words. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? You stretched. Now, I want to point out that it says, 
who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods. So they reference gods with a little g here. So even at this point, they understood that people used, you know, so they knew that there were other gods. Other gods, it is not so much as the gods have power, but again, like we said, for the other god before me, I worship nothing above God. So just like God was after the fog and the, you know, and the and the lights and stuff, all these these things that man created to worship, those were the gods that, that are being referenced here. It's not so much as there were other gods, but it's just that things that we put above the most high God, the living God, all the other gods are dead. They can't answer prayers or anything, but they were there that because they were created by man. And so nothing, nothing can compare to him, which is what they're saying here. I stretch out thy hand, the earth swallows them. You in your mercy has led the people which you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength unto your holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestina. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling, shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. And Canaan was the promised land. Fear and dread shall fall upon them by the greatness of your arm. They shall be as still as stone till your people pass over. O Lord, till the people pass over which you have purchased. You shall bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance. In the place, O Lord, which you have made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which you, which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariot and with his horsemen into the sea. And the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. And Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took the timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with the timbrels and with the dancers. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider has he thrown into the sea. So that's praising him with the temple of dance. And so Moses' sister, Aaron's sister, was a prophetess. And you have Moses singing the song and the people of Israel singing a song about what God has done. 
Yeah, they just sung the song. So, verse 22. So, Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now, this has only been three days from the time they were delivered at the Red Sea up until now. And when they came to Mara, they could not drink of the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara, and Mara means bitter. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? And so just three days of discomfort, three days of of discomfort, Mm -hmm. and they're already complaining. The bliss. Just three days have passed. Just three days, and already, because their body isn't satisfied, they're complaining. And so now I understand the purpose. You know, since we start reading um, this, you know, reading from Genesis. Up till now, I'm starting to understand even more so why fasting is necessary. Because it's like you have to have control of your body. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to, you know, not listen to what your body is saying and focus on everything else. But they're looking at their body. We're thirsty, Moses. I'm uncomfortable, Moses. Mm-hmm. You know, Lord, you know, what? what is going on? Now, now what, what are you going to do about it? So, and the people murmured against Moses. What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statue and an ordinance, and there he proved them. It says, um, in the note, it says, the note, the Lord, not the tree, made the water drinkable. And the statue and the ordinance, and he said, if you will, Diligently, this is even up to this day. If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God. Wow. (laughs) Okay, thank you, Lord. 
Okay. And, and he said, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And they came to Elam, where there were twelve wells of water, and threescore and ten palm trees, and they encamped there by the water. I gotta go back to verse twenty-six. This is the this is the biggest. This is this has been the ordinance and the statute of God since creation, and we still haven't got it right. He said, if you diligently listen, hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, mm-hmm. and will do that which is right in His sight. So. If you hearken to his voice and you and you listen to what he puts into your head and to your heart, you will know what is right in his sight. And you and when you do that, that's when the blessings come. It's not bombarding heaven with prayers. It's I mean the prayers are for you and talking between you and God. It's not that which opens up the windows of heaven. Because that's, we can talk to him all day, but the thing is, he's like, but you're not even going to do what I want you to do. So, yeah, pray all you want, but it's the obedience that he's looking for. Mm-hmm. The obedience, and even from creation, obeying has been a thing. Oh, the obey has been a thing. Oh, okay, thank you, Lord. Um, and so, one of the diseases. Another um, disease refers to the plagues that happened from the beginning. <clears throat> he was trying to release Israel from Egypt. Um, hold on one second. Osias? Okay, and, you know, and we have to remember, too, that um, a lot of the plagues that happened we've dealt with recently on a smaller scale um, in different parts of different countries. They have been dealing with some of the plagues that happened um, 
during the time of the um, of God trying to bring Israel out of Egypt. So there have been instances of the waters turning to blood. There have been instances of locusts taking over certain areas. And people are saying, well, that happens, you know, that happens occasionally, you know, every once in a while that happens. But my thing is, you know, we cannot, we cannot just cast it off as an occurrence that, you know, that is, is, is something that's normal. And when we do that, we will lose sight of, you know, of what God is doing. And a lot of times, you know, you talk to um, me and my sister, we'd be like, we, um, we were looking at some of the stuff that was going on the last couple of years and how um, there were, you know, like, like I said, some instances of the outbreak of lice and the outbreak of locusts and the outbreak of Zika and the outbreak of um, the waters turning to blood red and all this other stuff. And, you know, we she would casually mention it to some of her other, you know, um, friends who are saved. And they kind of just gave her a blank look. Like, that's normal. I mean, I don't understand why you're bringing it up. And so she just kind of looked at him and she's like, okay, you're not, you know. But God gives us those signs because he said, this is what I'm going to do. His word never changes. So he let us know even from here, there are certain things that I will do to show you that I'm not pleased to let you know that there has to be some changes made in what you are doing. And until you make those changes, I'm going to keep showing you signs. Either one. Okay. Okay, so we're going into, uh, before we go on, is there any questions or comments? We're in, because I had to, to take care of some stuff. We're in Chapter 15? Right, we just ended Chapter 15. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, we, we just finished. And it's better. Um, okay, and so we're going into chapter 16. Um, and first one, it says, and they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came into the wilderness of sin. Isn't that something that <laughs> that's funny, ironic? It's called the wilderness of sin. S I N. Hold on one second. 
Is the water is the uh, is the water almost out? The water. Okay, turn it down and put the top on it. Put it to three. Okay. Yeah. So they they're going into the wilderness of sin. Wow. Which is between Elam and Sinai. On the fifteenth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. So they've been out of Egypt one month now. One month has passed since they've gotten out of Egypt. And here they go again. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God, we had died in the land of Egypt when we sat by the fr- by the flesh pot, and when we and when we did eat bread to the full. But you have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So. They went, they were again talking about their bodies and what is eating. Talking about their bodies and eating. Not not remembering that just you know, before this all started, they were complaining about how hard it was to live in Egypt. But now that they're out of Egypt, they're complaining because they're hungry. It's fine. Start one more time and then turn it down. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. Okay. Take the time. That's not hot. Hold oh, I'm sorry. One more time. Third. Okay. Put the lid back on it. Turn it off. Okay. No. We'll sit down and do your definition. Okay. He said, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. So they were given bread by God from heaven. Nothing that they had to make themselves. This is bread from heaven. 
and it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Now, here's the thing, and this is why I, you know, and this is just a side note for me, and, I'm, and, and this is just me, um, because the one thing that I always didn't understand was how, um, you know, when when the Ten Commandments came, I want the definition from the dictionary. I don't. Uh, I don't want your definition. You're going to look up each and every word and write the definition down. Understood? Okay. Um, I've read this part before. I'm going to read it again. He says, I will rain bread from heaven for you and the people, for you. He says, this is for Moses. I'm going to rain bread from heaven for you, Moses. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them. So this is to prove a point, to see if they would um, do as he said to do. So when he gave the Ten Commandments, he gave the Ten Commandments, but they were doing it way before Moses even went to the mountain. So for that to be the thing, God was instituting that for the people way before. And so the side note I'm giving is, you know, we say that we don't, we're not under the law, but if it's a command of God and he establishes it right here to work the six days and on the seventh day rest, how much more so as those who are set apart for God, us as Christians, should we rest the same way? Because he said it, it's all about being obedient. It's not about, it's not about, oh, well, we're under grace and mercy. It's about being obedient. So if we're not going to be obedient and we're going to rest under grace and mercy, my question is, do they count? Wouldn't that be a contradiction? Because he's asking us to obey so that we can receive his grace and mercy. Just a food for thought. Just food for thought. So he says, and it shall come to pass that on the sixth day they shall prepare that which they bring in and they should be twice as much as they gather daily. And Moses and Aaron said unto all the children of Israel, at even, then you shall know that the Lord has brought you out from the land of Egypt. And in the morning, then you shall see the glory of the Lord, 
for that he hears your murmurings against the Lord. And what are we that you murmur against us? And Moses said, this shall be what the Lord shall give you in the evening, flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, for that the Lord heard your murmurings, which he murmured against him. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. So that's the thing. When we say, when we say, you know, um, when we see the, the ministers um, that don't heal, or we, we, we murmur against the man of God that we truly know is the man of God, and we've seen him work, God work through him, but because it's not coming the way, you know, the, the way they're murmuring and talking and complaining, you know, look at him. He's, you know, he's in this fancy car. And he's doing this and he's doing that. And it's like, but why are you talking against me? You see what he, you see what God can do. Why are you talking against me? You can talk to God for yourself. That's the thing. They could talk to God for themselves, but they chose not to. They chose to complain of everything to, to, to Moses. And Moses spake unto Aaron, say unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, come near before the Lord, for he has heard your murmuring. And it came to pass, as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And so God appeared unto the people of Israel. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak unto them, saying, At even you shall eat flesh, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that at even the quails came up and covered the camp. And in the morning, in the dew, the dew lay around about the host. And when the dew lay, I'm sorry, and when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness, there lay a small round thing, as small as a hoarfrost in the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna, for they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord has given unto you, I'm sorry, which the Lord has given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating. And Omer, for every man, according to the number of persons, take you every man for them which are in his tent. 
and the children so they called the food what manna just a side note it says um I'm sorry. Hold on. Trying it, trying it. Okay. Um, okay. So the word manna um, in Hebrew, manna means what? Um, and so they call this food that. They call it the food that came, the, the bread. What? Like, what is it? What is this that's here? And they call it manna. So, you know, manna is what? It is what? It is what it is. I am that I am gave us what? 
It is. That's what it is. It is what it is. Right here. Okay, so um, God gave them, God gave them exactly what they were supposed to, how much each person in each tent was supposed to be able to eat. So again, it was about obedience. It was about obedience. So an omer was what each person was measured out to eat for that day for every man. And so verse 18, and it says, and when they did meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said, let no man leave of it till the morning. So they weren't supposed to, they weren't supposed to hold on to the food. Give us this day our daily bread. God gave the provision, excuse me, for that day so that they would constantly come to him for their supply. So they weren't supposed to leave any meat or manna, bread, left over to the next day. It says, verse 20, notwithstanding, now again, verse 19, Moses said, let no man leave of it till the morning. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left of it until the morning. And it bred worms and stank. And Moses was wroth with them, and they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating. And when the sun waxed hot, it melted. And it came to pass that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for one man, and all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. And he said unto them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is the rest of the holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Bake that which you bake today and see that you receive, and that which remaineth over lay upon for you to be kept until the morning. And they set unto, and they laid it up to the morning as, as Moses made, and it did not stink, neither were there any worms therein. And so this is, this is, in, this is what it means for the Sabbath. 
It says, the rest of the Holy Sabbath unto the Lord. It's unto the Lord. The Sabbath is unto the Lord. It's, it's unto him. It's not, it's not just a frivolous thing. The Sabbath is basically, and, and, and again, it's an obedience thing. It's not so much as just, you know, something to say and something to do. Like, you know, it's a, it's a thing that he's like, are you going to do it? Even though it might not make any sense to you. Even though you might not understand it, are you going to do it? That's what anything he tells us to do. It might not make sense to you right now, but will you still do it? And so Sam says a lot of times, how is it you're going you're gonna to pray, try to pray cancer away, but you won't try to pray a headache away? Well, it's the same thing with obedience. If you're not going to obey him on a little thing as a day, how are you going to obey him when you ask him for something and he tells you to do something for the big thing? So it's that progressiveness that Sam speaks on that God is trying to even show them here. There is a progressiveness to obedience. There is a progressiveness to um, there's a, a progressiveness to everything, but are we willing to do, put the work in? As we say for everything else, are we willing to put the work in? Are there any questions or comments at this point? No, I'm good. Okay. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. And so Moses said, Eat that today, for today is the Sabbath unto the Lord. Today you shall not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it. But on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be none. And it came to pass that there went out some of the people on the seventh day for to gather, and they found none. And so still, people went out after he said, there will be nothing out there for you to gather on this day, because it's a day unto the Lord. And people still were not like, okay, where is the food? Where is the manna that reigns from heaven? And the Lord said unto Moses, How long refuse you to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for that the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he giveth you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Abide ye every man in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. And the house of Israel called the name thereof manna. And it was like coriander seed, white. And the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. 
And Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord command. Philip and he reiterates, Philip Omer of it to be kept for your generation, that they may see the bread wherewith I have fed you in the wilderness. When I brought you forth from the land of Egypt. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a pot and put an omer full of manna therein and lay it upon. And lay it up before the Lord to be kept for your generation. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. And the children of Israel did eat manna 40 years until they came to the land inhabited. They did eat manna until they came unto the borders of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is the tenth part of an ephah. And so... um, Excuse me. And so they, this is what God did for them. He gave them, he fed them. God fed Israel for 40 years. The 40 years that it took them. It took them 40 years, which should have been weeks, months. It took them 40 years for them to get from where they were going from Egypt to Canaan. But the trip was only, the trip was only, what is it, like a six-week trip, 40 years. And it took that long for God to, unfortunately, for the people who were not willing to obey to die off because they couldn't go into the promise land because they were not going to be obedient. So so he So they said grace. So they, they they walked around in the wilderness for forty years, watching how God supplied their their daily bread and the quail to eat and everything, and they still were not satisfied in obeying the laws that He set in place, which were not that many. which were not that many, but they still, you know, they still were not happy with where they were. They still were not, they were still were not willing to acknowledge that God brought them out, that God was supplying their need. Everything was about being selfish. And now we bring it to today and we're still the same way. You listen to 
You listen to people today and they're like, well, if your God, if your God was such a great God, why are, why are you know, there are people going hungry in the world? Well, because the man in its power struggle has decided, you know what? We're going to make these people starve. We're going, to, we're, going to let, we're going to let them starve. So it's not so much as we're not able to bring them food, but we're not bringing them the right food. We're not giving them the right supply. And it's just like, you know, and I look at it and I'm like, Lord, if I had, if I had a way, I look at how they say they go over to Africa, you know, to help these people who are in the outlying villages and they have no food and how the kids are starving. And I'm like, did y'all ever consider maybe seeing if they if they would be willing to move? If the area that they're living in is so destitute and have no water, and and it's it is the way you're saying it is. Have you ever talked to them to see if you could move them to a place where they can get water and food? Have you ever considered that? Like we have the planes for it. You can take trucks. So what is holding? What is holding? you back from doing the right thing, the smart, logical thing, instead of saying, look at them, oh, they're starving, let's send them rice, let's send them, you know, let's dig wells. Okay, we dig wells, but when the well runs dry, it's back to the same situation because the well is only good for so long. You're saying even the well water is dirty, so why aren't you taking them somewhere other than where they are? It boggles my mind even until this day. We give we you see millions upon millions of dollars being donated, but they're still starving. So what is going on? There's something that's not connecting in in what's go what's being done and what's being said. Are there any questions or comments? Well, money is donated, but it doesn't always go where it's supposed to go. Right. And that's and, and on that end. Exactly. But here's the thing. I'm even talking. I and this is and, and, and Lord, I I've always said, Lord, if I'm wrong, correct me. But I'm even looking at the ministries that say they go over to Africa and donate, you know, food and they pick food and things like that. And I'm like, okay, this is the ministry that say you go over there. Have you ever? Ask them if they wanted to move. Have they said that they never wanted to move? Would they be willing to move? I mean, you're taking, are you giving them 
more than one choice? Are you letting them know that they have more than one option to choose from? Or are you only giving them one option? Here, we're going to give you some rice, and we're going to give you some medical supplies, and we're going to give you some water. And that's the best we can do. Because even Christ asked, you know, what would you have me do for you? And it's just, it's, it's just that. It's like he asked, even though he knew what was needed, he asked. Because the thing is, he, he knew, you know, and it's just like you know that the situation is dire. You see a man, it's like going to a man in the desert, and you, you walk up to him and say, I got a cup of water for you. You want some water? Well, yes, thank you, because I'm thirsty. But, or do you go to him and say, you know what, do you want a cup of water? Or I could take you to somewhere where you can get water every day. Which one do you think that thirsty man would ask for? Hmm. So, I mean, these are the things that I, I question because I'm like, some of the stuff that's been going on and ongoing since I was younger, you would think that it would be done by now, that it would be fixed. But it's not. It's ongoing. So the world has made a business out of the hunger of others. Mm-hmm. And and that just shows you, even as we just read, when you when you are dealing with the flesh of man, you can really um, you're basically a slave to it. I can still hold you hostage based on your flesh and make money off of it to boot. Now, and so um, I, when I was when I was about to read um, Genesis um, Second Chronicles, had opened up my book opened Second Chronicles um, after the prayer of Solomon. Um, and this is God speaking to Solomon. Um, because this again, this 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 resonates even for us today. Do your definition if you're done. So we're reading. I'm going to be reading Second Chronicles 7, starting at verse, starting at verse 12, and um, and this is meant for the church. 
We are not separate from Israel by no means. I mean, um, you know, a lot of ministers say, you know, we're separate from Israel. No, we're not. We have been engrafted into the vine that starts with Israel. We have been engrafted into the vine because of Christ. The root is Jesse. The root is David. The root starts back from that far. But we have been, so we have been engrafted into what was already sown into the spirit. What, what God had already created and, and it was growing even for way back from Adam, we are ingrained. We have been engrafted into that. And so, um, starting at verse 12 again of Second Chronicles 7, and the Lord appeared unto Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard your prayer, and I have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. So this is a perpetual answer that started even back from what we just read when he delivered Israel out of Egypt. This has been his, this is God's theme. I'm going to show myself to my people. I'm going to show you. I can show you better, I can tell you, because you're not, you know, you don't listen when I speak. You don't want to hear me when I speak. So I have to show you my judgment. I have to show you my power. I have to show you my example of dissatisfaction with what you are doing before you will understand that you're on the wrong path. Until I do that, you think you're doing right. So I have to show you through pestilence and no rain and locusts to devour the land. Okay? Verse 14. If my people, and we all know this first, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. Now my eyes are shall be open, and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. But now have I chosen and sanctified this house, that my name be there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. And as for thee, if you will walk before me as David thy father walked, and do according to all that I have commanded, 
you and shall observe my statutes and my judgments. They will establish the throne of your kingdom according as I have with David, your father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man to be a ruler in Israel. Now, the thing is, you know, Solomon fell. And so Christ took over where Solomon failed. So even then, we have to remember, he says, that we have to, he will still, but everything up until that point still stands. He said we have to, we have to keep what he said, do, obey what he says to do for him to hear us. Because in the obedience is where we're humble. In the obedience is where we're listening. And then he says, when I see you do that, then I'll attune my ears to you. I'll look upon you and I'll see what your, you know, your, 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 your affliction, what your afflictions are. And I can deliver you out of it. But until I see you humble and obeying what I'm saying to you in my laws and statutes, I'm not hearing you because that's you're walking in disobedience. And so therefore you're you're not even gonna listen to me. It says in verse nineteen, but if you turn away, he's he's warning us again, if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments which I have set before you, and you go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will pluck them up by the roots out of my land, which I have given, and this house, which I have sanctified for my name, will I cast out my sight, and I will make it to be a proverb and a byword among all nations. So he even said, he was like, if you, if my people turn and start worshiping other gods and going against what I'm telling them to do. And so he's already letting us know there will be other people besides us who will go after other gods. But if his people, those who call themselves followers of Christ, followers of God, you know, children of the Most High, if we decide to turn and not do what he say do. If we decide to disobey, then the land will begin to show and shake and quake like it's been doing because the land is in tune with the judgment against the people of God. And so we have to understand that when we're out of order, the land will let us know we're out of order. And we've been we've had earthquakes, we've had floods, we have tornadoes, we're having all these different things going on, and the church is not acknowledging that we're out of order. But we are, we're out of order. And he says in this house, which is high 
shall be an astonishment to everyone that passes by, so that he shall say, What has the Lord done thus unto this land and unto this house? And it shall be answered, because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them forth out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshipped them and served them. Therefore has he brought all this evil upon them. And so a lot of churches will say, well, no, you know, now that we have grace and mercy, God will not judge us so harshly. Well, yes, he will. Even though we have Christ, if you forsake all that Christ has said and done and not remember that he says, well, you know what? I, he says, I did not come to destroy the law but fulfill it. So I'm your, I'm your, I am your high priest. I am your ultimate sacrifice. I am your deliverer. I am your salvation. I am to remind you of who God is and what his statutes and law actually mean. Are we following them word for word? I mean, the ultimate ones are the Ten Commands. There should be no other God before me. There should be no idols. There should be no honor your mother and your father so that your days can be long. So not counting the other laws, but the commands, we're not even following them. You should not commit adultery. You should not bear false witness. There people lie left and right, even in the church. And I'll put that in quotes. Even in the church, they lie left and right. Going back to the thing about the, the children still starving in Africa, I read a, um, I had a minister expose how um, there was, uh, you know, he was just starting out his ministry and it was growing slow. And, um, you know, he didn't have a lot of money to do the broadcast and stuff. And so um, an individual came and told him, well, what we can do is we can tell that we can send out letters stating that, you know, you are, um, you have missionaries. And at the time, he did not have missionaries. But you see, we can state that you have missionaries in Africa. We can state that you have missionaries in India and, and things of that nature and ask them to send you donations for your missionaries. And that will help you raise money for the ministry. Deception on every hand. And so we're, we are, who oh, we're walking a fine line. We are walking a fine line. But if we just continue on with the way God has shown us on this call and in our own private conversation to continue on and let him increase 
in us our faith in him, we we will be more prone to obey his every word and his instruction in our business, in our life, in our ministry. For his glory and for our good. And that is the end of the Bible study. Are there any questions, comments, criticisms, or concerns? I'm good. Okay. (laughs) Even my son, going once, going twice. Okay. All right, so um, all right, so we're gonna let me do the prayer. And then um, I see that we're still the only two on, so this is gonna be a short one today, unless somebody comes on as we're doing our prayer. Amen. All right, you can start with me, or you know what you 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 had the ones that you do regularly. That's fine. Okay. Um, so, Father, we come uh, first for all the lists um, that we do that we do during the week. Send the list of individuals, um, plus the the list of um, the ministries, the ministers, apostles, bishops, the unsaved, the prisoners, the abused, the addicted, um, those who are in prison, sick and shut in hospice, those those who have lost loved ones, um, those who are dealing with um, backsliding and and, um, going sliding back into their addictions as well. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for get started. Lord, we thank you for this day. We come right now for the list that we all that are that we established on the call and that's ever growing, ever increasing based on based on the need of those individuals that have we've come into contact with. Lord, we just thank you because by your your mighty hand that you have given Sam and all of those who come on the call daily the heart to pray for these people, to strengthen them, to hold them up before you until such a time as you're able to pray for themselves. Lord, we come and we stand in agreement with those who are praying, who are seeking your face and humbling themselves before you, asking for answers and 
looking to be instructed and guided. Lord, we come and we stand in agreement with them, O oh Lord. Because you said we're two or three are gathered. You are in the best. And we thank you for being on this call. And we thank you for answering prayers, O oh God. We speak peace over all the people on the list. Father, we speak a patience, a patience, your spirit of patience to go through and sit through their lives today. Your spirit of joy, your spirit of humbleness. We speak that your spirit, all the fruit of your spirit will manifest itself as needed in them today, O oh Lord. Increase in them as it needs to be increased. Water it, O oh God. Send somebody today to encourage them, maybe through a phone call or a song or, you know, even just a commercial, whatever it is, that if they're sitting in front of a TV, maybe it's a commercial, a jingle, or, or the show or a good conversation in a talk show, something that's said that resonates in their spirit, man, that is just the answer that they need to encourage them in their walk with you, oh God. Or encourage them to walk with you, oh God. Maybe they've been seeking your face and trying to find, you know, what's so great about this God that people talk about, and let it be something said, oh, Lord, that they hear that will encourage them to pick up the Bible for themselves or to pray to you for themselves. Lord, because you are awesome. You sit high and you look low, and you, you, you look for those who are willing to be open to your leading, and so those who are willing to witness and to and to tell people about you. Give them the strength to do so, Lord. Give those on the list the strength to overcome whatever adversity they're dealing with. We speak that no weapon formed against them shall prosper today. No weapon of sickness, illness, disease, infection, plague, or allergy, from bacteria, viruses, chemical, fungal, man-made parasite, or bug bite. We speak that your Holy Ghost fire will go through and burn off any disease that has manifested, even to the even the cancer, tumors, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, borderline anything, anything in the lymphatic system, anything in the endocrine system, Lord, the inflammation of the joints, of the uh, of the bones, oh, Lord, anything dealing with the muscles, the heart, the liver, the kidneys, Lord, with the brain, even the spine, this, Lord, you can go through and heal. Help us come out of pharmacia. Help us come out of pharmacia. Help your people begin to look toward you. 
Help us to begin to speak your word again over ourselves so that we can say, Lord, my back hurts. I speak to the vertebrae in my back to realign, and it will realign because our faith in you says and deems it so. Help us to get to that point. Help us where our unbelief has taken over. Help our faith increase in you, O oh Lord. So if we come up with a headache, O oh God, we can speak that headache away with one word. Cease and desist, and it shall cease and desist. And Lord, thank you that you have given us the authority. Help, help us to walk in that authority. Lord, we speak that it's only by you can we find out who we are. So open our eyes and our eyes and ears be attuned to your leading so that we can see the manifestation of the greatness of who you are in our lives. We pray for Sam right now. And we thank you for the man of God that you have created this call. And because of him, he has seeded and sown so much knowledge that you have given him into each and every one of us. And let me just say thank you because it's through him you have increased in us. And so though we acknowledge him, we know it's by acknowledging him, again, we acknowledge you. Because it's by your patience with Sam that you have shown patience with us. And we have grown and we are growing and ever learning about what you like and what you don't like. What is right in your eyes and what is what is needful and what is prideful and what needs to be changed for us to walk closer with you. And, Lord, just help us continue to, to walk on the right path, meaning not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledging you and letting you direct our path. I pray right now for Pam. Lord, we thank you for her obedience with the mastermind call and getting on the line every day, being the the um, the helping mediate the call and helping guide the call along. Lord, we thank you because she's obedient to her call, to her ministry. Everybody has everybody in the body of Christ has a part, and she does her part well, oh God. Continue to strengthen her and show her 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 whole ministry, oh Lord. Continue to show her what you have called her to do because she still has not reached the fullness of the potential or the, or the size or the width or the breadth of what you want her and have called her to do even through this call and through 
and not on this call, oh God. Strengthen her resolve to do as you to do your bidding for her. Strengthen her resolve to continue to walk the walk you have set before her. Lord, open her eyes and ears to see what you want her to see and hear what you need her to hear so that she can not be overcome by what the world puts before her or even by what you put before her, but show her you walking beside her and that she's not walking alone, that she also has those of us here on the call here as well. Because this is a this is a ministry of support, a support system for all of those that you have that you have chosen and who are trying to heed your call, oh Lord. And so Lord, we just thank you for this woman of God. Continue to watch over and keep her as only you can. And we pray for Erica and Maria and Arthur. And Sherry and Cheryl and Renee and Renee and everybody else, oh God, and Rod. We pray for all of those who usually come on the call during the week, oh God, and we pray for their day to go smoothly. We pray that they are able to discern in in their increase of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of who you are. And, Lord, as you lead people to them today, help them to minister correctly. Give them the words to speak, as you always do, O Lord. And we thank you for using us. We thank you for choosing us. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for your grace and mercy. We comfort the teachers, Lisa and Arthur and Juanica and every teacher that has decided to, you know, who is who who believes in you, O oh God, who has you as the Lord and Savior. We thank those teachers for sacrificing their their comfort of 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 you know um making big money and choosing the thankless job of being a teacher. But we say thank you. Those are prayer-shifting ministries. Tell them thank you. We hope their spirit man feels the gratitude that we feel for them being willing and able to teach the children of this generation what they need to know, ministering to them as best as they can, even though the world took prayer out of schools, they still pray for those children that they deal with on a daily basis. They're still able to minister without saying your name by being patient and kind and loving and showing joy and support. And so, Father, we pray for their schools new legacy, foundations for advancement, or even if it's a public school, oh, God, Platt Academy, any home schools, oh, God, that are trying to show their children 
everything the world wants them to know, but doing it in the right way. And letting them be individuals, because if that was the case, if you wanted us all to look alike and act alike, oh, Lord, you wouldn't have given us the power of choice. So we choose you today. We have chosen you every day, and we acknowledge that we choose you today to be our Lord and Savior. Let the word of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. By the righteousness of Christ, we come. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, Is there anybody else that wants prayer? Anybody else that wants to comment or has any concerns? Is that Rod that's on the line? Okay, it must be on mute. I saw somebody from Arkansas thought it was Rod. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that is the end of our Bible study. Um, if, if, um, if you could um, close out. Yeah. Okay, doctor. Well, Father, we come to you this morning thanking you for for this call, thanking you for waking us up. If it was a little late, because everyone was a little late this morning. But we thank you, Father, for waking us this morning, for for having this call to get up, to call in too. Father, we thank you for the message that was shared on the call today. And that even though it was only a few on the call, we pray that they were touched by what was said. Father, we thank you for Felicia lifting her and her family up, thanking, thanking her for being obedient. We continue to pray for health and wellness for her her family, and her household. Father, we know that as she continues to do what you want her to do, the way you want her to do it, she and her family will be taken care of. You have already worked the plan out. She just has to continue to have faith and to seek you and to follow your instructions. We thank you, Father, for the abundance that is on its way to her. And, Father, we just continue to ask for you to bind the efforts of the enemy that will be coming at her, not directly, because she is too into you for the enemy to be able to hit her directly. But we know that he will use situations and circumstances and other people. And, Father, we just ask that, that you bind his efforts so that it's, it's a little sting to Felicia, not a, a catastrophe. We thank you, Father, for your love, your unconditional love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 I wanted to try, um, 
I want to pay an homage to the caller. Um, did you request, did you want prayer? Did you have any comments or questions before we end the call? Okay. Then our call is over today. I thank y'all for coming in and listening to the Bible study today. Okay, everyone, have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. Talk to you in the morning. Okay. Bye-bye. Hello? Hello?
Hello? Hello?
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.